What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Anti Up, Howard Bender and Adam Ronis. What a weekend. What a weekend. Everything's going on right now, Adam. Uh, My head is spinning. MLB's got my head spinning. The NBA must have your head spinning because all of a sudden now we've got like some uh, some series going on here. Uh, the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, I'm getting like some serious agita here over this uh, this Rangers Penguin series. Man, it is it is it's it's hard to focus at times, Adam. I'm not gonna lie. It's very difficult to focus. Yeah, there's a lot going on right now. Um, you know, with the NBA, it looked like I, I was saying, ah, second round might suck, and now all of a sudden, the Mavericks Suns are two two, the Sixers Heat two two. And then we're recording here on Monday, those two other series going on tonight, Bucks and Celtics and Grizzlies and Warriors are 2-1, although I think at, one, at least one of them goes 3-1 tonight. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for, it's how quick things change. Like the Heat Sixers series, we didn't know when Joel Embiid would come back. He comes back games three and four. They win both, tie it up. And Suns-Dallas, uh, you know, I think the Suns are the better team and Dallas won game three. Okay, they got Luka. And then they just were shooting lights out from three-point range in game four. And Chris Paul fouled out uh, some some bad foul calls there as well. So, yeah, all of a sudden now those games are series. And NHL, you mentioned, Rangers definitely been a rough series. You know, they're down uh, – was it four one on Saturday? Was it four nothing or four? I think four one on Saturday, and then they, they tied were down up at four, four to one, and yeah, then they, and they tied, tied it up, up in the four. second period, and they fucking gave a goal right back coming into the uh, yeah, into and the then third. and then it was two empty netters to make it seven four, but it was really five four. Yeah. So yeah, um, so yeah, there's there's a lot going on. Plus baseball, you had all the rainouts. I mean, six rainouts on Friday. I mean, I knew it. I'm here on the East Coast, and I was like, there's no way they're playing Friday or Saturday. I was actually surprised. The game in Philly with the Mets, they only called it like an hour and a half before game time on Saturday. I'm like, I didn't look at the Philly forecast, but I'm like, it's got to be pretty close to what we have here. I mean, Philly's like an hour away from me, I guess. So then they finally canceled it. So, yeah, a lot of cancellations, a lot of doubleheaders. A lot of cancellations, a lot of doubleheaders there on Saturday and then Sunday again, a couple there uh, as well. And then doing waivers for fantasy baseball. Um you know, a lot of a lot of new names out there that that uh, that, that we'll address. Let's let's start it off here. Um, we'll just we'll kind of go sport by sport because I, I got some questions here, obviously. So um, <clears throat> start off with the NBA, all right? Because I'm I'm, I'm curious. Um, and we'll, I guess we'll start with the uh, with, with the Heat against the Sixers. Now, okay, so Embiid came back wearing the face shield. Um, Harden suddenly looked good. The question that I have is, is that how much do you believe in that? Like, I mean, I get it. They, they won the last two games here, but how much do you really believe in the Sixers maintaining at least this level of play in order to beat Miami in this series? I don't think so. I mean, you usually see it at home. The role players play a lot better. And you saw with Danny Green. Because uh, he did nothing in the first two games. In the last two, he's hitting his threes. Um, Harden had the best game we've seen him have in a long time. Uh, hit six threes, uh, 31 points. So 
I don't see that happening game five in Miami, especially now that he'll be in Miami at the strip clubs the night before the game on Tuesday. So uh-huh, that's right. It, yeah. So and Philly shot 54.4% from the field. Um, they hit 16 threes, 48 and a half percent from three point range. Miami was 20%. Miami's got to start hitting their threes. You know, Tyler Hero has not played well the last couple games. Jimmy Butler had a monster game. He had 40 points. Um, it was only him and Bam out of bio, though, doing much. So and Kyle Lowry's really hurt. He probably should not be on the floor. He's hurting this team right now uh, with this hamstring injury. So I could see him sitting game five. Uh, but I still think Miami wins this series. It's probably going to be seven. I think the home teams went out, and I think Miami wins this in seven. Okay. Um, we'll see what happens with uh, with Milwaukee and Boston. If Boston wins tonight and ties it up, we can kind of revisit this. But, you know, I don't think much opinion has changed there. Um, Phoenix, Dallas, um, you know, I mean, yeah, Chris Paul fouling out was, was a huge bummer. Um, but I mean, you know, you've got Devin Booker back, you've got Chris Paul, you got the, I mean, the, the Phoenix Suns were, I feel like they were your, your team to come out of the West. Yeah. I still think they're going to win this series again. Uh, Dallas put up 37 points in the first quarter. They couldn't miss. Uh, they only scored 43 in the second half. So they started to slow down. I mean, they hit 23s. Dorian Finney-Smith was 8 of 12 from three-point range. I mean, they could use Steph Curry. Um, and the crazy part is, so I I had a seven-leg parlay in this game, and I it was plus 737. Seven-leg parlay in, in the Phoenix-Dallas game? Yeah, and it was plus 737, and I missed it by three points. I needed Reggie Bullock to score 10 points. He scored seven. He was he played 39 minutes and was two of six from the field. So he hits one more three, and I cashed. So it's not like I, it was like, you know, probably like, oh, seven links. Why'd you do that? It was nothing crazy. That's why I did it. It was like Chris Paul, four rebounds or more. He had five. Devin Booker, two threes or more. He had three. Um, it was DeAndre Ayton, 16, no, 14 points or more. He had 14. Dorian Finney-Smith to score 10. He had 24. Finney-Smith to hit two threes. He had eight. Bullock to hit two threes. He had two. And Bullock to score 10 points. I didn't even include Luca in there. Maybe I should have. No, probably not because I probably would have went for Luca. I probably would have done 30 points. He had 26. I was looking at his rebounds. Like, so... Did you did you write this game up for picks wise? Is that how no. you got suckered into a seven no. leg parlay? No, I just this. I think I got they gave like an odds boost. So I said, all right, let me let me come up with something that I felt was like reasonable. So the odds boost put us to plus seven thirty seven. So I was like, I thought they were all reasonable. It was nothing outlandish at all. I mean, in Bullock, I think in that series, let me see, he had um, in the previous games. Yeah, that's it. Unbelievable. So in the previous games, he had 15 points, 16 points in the past two. So he was and and he had hit eight threes in the pre uh, four in each of game two and game three. So my God, 10 points. But I should have known, you know, there is volatility with him. But I, I didn't think 10 points was asking a lot, but it didn't work out. So it was kind of frustrating there to to miss that by three points, man. Ugh. It's a bummer. It's it really is. Bummer. But you know, did again, he score? Did he score seven? Like you said, he played thirty nine minutes. Did he score seven points? Like right up front too? No, he had a three in the last four minutes, I think, 
And then he had another three after that he missed. I was like, oh, that's it. And then, you know, they pulled the starters with like a minute 20 left. I was like, damn it. Cause I was like, oh, I need a miracle. But again, this is why I've always said, you know, parlays are not profitable long-term because you need everything to go right. And I, again, these are same game parlays that I'm doing where I'm not playing the line that's given to me. I'm bringing it down. You know, like right. Aiton's line was, I think, 18 and a half. I did 14 points or more. So obviously I'm not going to get great odds, but if I put a bunch together, then I'm going to get good odds. So sure. I've, hit, I've hit these before. I don't even... I haven't calculated. I'm sure it's not even 50%, but it's bonus. So for those listening and that are just getting in, don't be doing this. Like, this is just house money. Like, I'm not sitting there like, oh, if I lose this, I'm done. No, it's just house money. I like to mess around with it. And I've hit some, but, you know, that this is the risk here. Like, I gave you one that I thought was pretty conservative, nothing crazy, and I missed it by three points. So, you know, I wouldn't recommend doing these consistently. Once in a while, if you want to. Um, but not all the time. Yeah, listen, that's always been that's definitely been something that you have touted over and over again is the um uh people people who sit there and, and constantly bet the parlays and do the same game parlays, and you know, they're like, ah, oh, six legs of this parlay, and it's gonna hit plus 1263 and stuff like that. Um I mean yeah, it's great it's, marketing for these sites, man. And the thing was that. So they had a stretch on DraftKings where they were, it was a risk-free same game parlay. So you were getting your money back in credit. So I was doing them every day because, all right, you're giving me my money back in credit that I get to use towards a free bet. I'll do it. So I was doing it and I did hit a few, but obviously missed as well. But it's it's good marketing, but that's why we're here to educate. You know, I'm using house money and bonus money with it. I'm not taking like, you know, 80% of my bankroll on parlays. So you have to be careful because people on social media are like, oh, look, I hit this plus 20, 40 parlay. They're not showing you all the ones that they miss. No. Well, you know, listen, that's that's always the thing is that you sit there and you look at it. It was the same thing with DFS. Yes. Right. Same we sit thing. there and, we, yeah. and you know, comparison. right. Like six figure, six figure wins on, on DFS. Yeah. But they're not telling you that they're 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 playing in the 555, right? And, and that they've and that they've put in 10 entries into it and you know, stuff like that. Like, I mean, that's you know, and 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 they don't show, you know, how much they've lost. I mean, that's I mean, that's that's the standard when you're when you're when you're a GPP player, right? You have to you have to expect that your your wins, your big ticket wins are gonna come very few and far between, but when you hit them. You know, then all of a sudden, then you are you're playing with a ton of house money, and you can, you know, kind of you know go back and do it. Like cash game players, it's it's just it's a grind. That's what you do. GPP, it's the same thing. So yeah, if you're if you're if you're if you're looking to play these, you know, seven or eight leg same game parlays, uh, you got to do it like Adam. You got to be smart about it and just you know, house money there and not putting you know, you know, you, whatever. How much? How much of your bankroll at, at risk for fucking <laughs> for, for for five same game parlays? Like, you want the bad news? Uh oh, the bad news. There's already bad. Is there already bad news? Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh must have just scored, right? Three one. Oh, get the fuck out! Two goals. Two goals in the first four minutes of the second period, man. I don't. What is going on? I don't know, man. Shit, Sturkin, man, he's killing me. This dude is absolutely killing me. 
What the? What, that's horrible, dude. I know. That's just, I mean, why you got to depress me like that, man? All right. I should have just not said anything. Oh, my God. No, I probably would have checked at some point or another during the broadcast and here and been like, ah, oh, fuck balls. And yeah, like, I figured, I figured that. <laughs> the Band-Aid, just rip it on off. Rip it on off. Oh, my um, God. Right. He almost scored again. What the fuck, guys? Wake up, man. What is this? Second game in a row. Come on. No, you know what? I, I fucking jinxed them because I bet on them. I jinxed them. That was it. Yeah, never, I, bet, I never bet on your favorite team. Toy, uh, the, what's his name? Mike Torres is going to – well, I, I got to get to him. I got to tell him to stop betting on the Mets before he kills us. <laughs> <laughs> it's producer from Sirius XM, who big Mets fan and bets on the Mets all the time and then gets mad at me when I'm like, what are you doing? And, yeah, it looks good now because the Mets are winning, but – uh, it's not, I don't think, I mean, do you, I, I don't, I don't like betting on my team. I don't know why. I just don't like, it's, it's a double. It's like, if they lose, it's double. It's like, oh, my team lost. And now they lost me money too. But, but if they win, then it's I double the it. excitement. I get it. I have, I don't find myself betting a lot on the Mets, So maybe I should, cause they're profitable. Um, I don't, I, you know, I don't bet a lot on, uh, on, on my own teams. Right. I mean, what I threw down on the Rangers was just this is this is my bet for the Stanley Cup and this is my bet for the Con Smythe, right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna you know try and uh, and and get some decent value here and just you know enjoy the whole thing. I'm not you know do I really expect to 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 win a bet at plus three thousand on uh <laughs> you know on uh, on on Shesterkin to win the Con Smythe? No, I'm not like you know going banana cakes over that, but. You know, I, I'm more I'm more upset. I'm more upset about just the fucking Rangers losing than the bet. Like once I throw a bet out there, if I win, great. That's that's super. But if I lose, you know, like a bet like this, like the Rangers to win the cup, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not really it doesn't bum me out as much. You know, yeah. Well, you, you you bet you you want to see them get out the first round. <laughs> that's the thing. Fuck yeah, dude! Of course I, I want to see them get out of the first round. God, it was, that's. I need to wake up, man. This is ridiculous. They they hit the post before, dude. It's terrible. I, 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 just, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it, man. I don't like, either. Second game in a row, they're just fucking down. Sleepwalking. Yeah, they're man. Sleepwalking. I do. They did it. They did it in that second period of the game oh. also. Damn, man, great setup, and they fucking didn't convert. Shit. <laughs> Playoff hockey is ridiculous, man. That triple overtime game, man. Ugh. Dude, I love playoff hockey anyway. It doesn't even have to be my team. Just playoff hockey in general is always fun and exciting to watch. No, it really is, especially when it's a close game. Yeah. Especially when it's a close game. Um, which it's three to one Penguins now, and no, it's not. So that's pissing me off. Um, all right. So your your opinion really hasn't changed much on uh, on the NBA. Changed at all? You figure you've got your teams who are locked in there. The Rangers look like a hot mess. So I don't even want to talk hockey right now. It's bumming me out. So uh, we'll take a quick time out. When we come back, let's take a look at some of the some of the new faces around MLB. We'll check in with our fantasy teams. Uh, we'll see what's what. I also had a, uh, I, I had a podcast appearance on, uh, on beat the shift with Ariel Cohen and, uh, and, uh, Reuven guy. So, uh, we can share some thoughts on that right after these messages. 
So, Adam, what's going on with your fantasy teams? How's everything going in the wonderful world of baseball? Did waivers drive you nuts last night? Yeah, I actually didn't get a lot of guys. I mean, I did get Yepes in the main event. Um, so hopefully he continues to perform in sticks. Um, Matt, I mean, um, George Kirby was not available in the main event or TGFBI unless he was drafted and dropped. So he was available in one main event league. I guess someone drafted him and dropped him and he went for $410. So just to give you an idea of what, uh, people are going to be looking at next week, especially if he has another good start. And I believe his next start is Saturday against the Mets. And I will be attending that game. Um, it'll be Bassett against Kirby. Uh, but yeah, Yepes was the big bat that people were after. Alec Thomas, who was just called up for Arizona. Uh, Miranda from Minnesota. Um, I did pick up Tyler Wells in my NFPC main event and stream him and did get a win today. Um, he had the Royals at home, and then he gets at Detroit, so kind of behind in strikeouts and have uh, several injuries to the pitching staff. So took a chance, and that one worked out, even though he didn't get a lot of Ks, but I'll take the W. Um, and then, yeah, the GST League, man, all those guys went for over 200. I didn't get anyone. Um, so, yeah, I didn't get too much in Fab. I did um, in labor. Rowdy Telez was available, and uh, my it's a 12-team league and my offense is just i've talked about this i just have way less at bats than everyone due to injuries and everything so i spent seven bucks on telez out of 100 i think there were, there were two people who bid three so i was like i, I kind of need them so um yeah but i mean i have a few teams that are are good my tout team is really uh ascended up the standings um now i'm in second behind rudy gamble and it's funny dj short from uh, NBC Sports has stood out today. Oh, look, this is my story in tout. And it had me and uh, Rudy above him. And I was just like, dude, it's early, man. I was like in the bottom half two weeks ago. But yeah, my tout team is coming together pretty nice. I really like my pitching. I had Nesta Cortez today. Ah, uh, uh, that's always a nice yeah, one. And, but the Yankees couldn't score no runs for him, man. Um, wait a second. Why? We got the win? No, he didn't. Oh, no. Clay Holmes came in. That's right. It was the bottom of the eighth. That they, oh, I uh, just got scared, bro. I was on the homepage and I did not see Nestor Cortez in my active lineup. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I know I put him in because I had him bench last week. So I guess I would, it took me to the old. Maybe they didn't update the homepage. I was like, please. And I'm like, OK, yeah, he's in there because um, I had benched him at Toronto. I, I just have a pretty good pitching staff and I always have to make a tough decision. Um, but yeah, my bats are what's crazy is this is a league where I drafted Fernando Tatis one overall. So I'm sitting here in good shape and I haven't gotten up from Tatis yet. So hopefully I get him back early June, mid June and, you know, he helps. So um, TGFBI, middle of the pack, uh, labor, middle of the pack. So, you know, it's it's up and down. But, uh, yeah, it's just as long as you're not buried, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, you can easily move up with a hot week. It's just that so many bats are just doing absolutely shit. It's just, yeah. you know, I have a couple <laughs> leagues where I'm like hitting like 213. It's like, fuck, man, how am I going to get this average up, you know? Yeah, I've got some 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 interesting spots as well. Like TGFBI, you know, I'm, I'm bottom half of the, uh, of the, of the standings, but it's very, very, it's still very movable for me, so I'm not you know, overly concerned. I don't like the fact that I've got to chase saves over there. That's uh, 
That's definitely a bummer. That's not, you know, like in, in a league like that, a 15 teamer, uh, five by five roto, it's, it's so hard to chase saves um, on a regular basis. So I'm, I'm a little, you know, a little down about that, but I'm going to have to kind of, you know, keep scratching and claw in the middle of the pack in, uh, in the barf league. Um, couple of leagues, like that's the thing, like Tout Wars AL, the barf league. Um, and I don't think FSG I'm, I'm light on speed and that's a, that's a shitty one to, to have to try and, and do. And it's weird because, you know, I, I brought in guys who were supposed to, you know, help me out with some speed. Um, and I really haven't gotten any, you know, anybody delivering too much there. So, um, tough categories to move up in. Like if I was down and as far as power goes, I think I would be less upset about it because I think that you can stream in power much more than you can stream in like speed at all. Plus there's a lot of guys now that have zero, one, two home runs that have a track record and you figure, all right, either you hope that when the weather heats up or maybe there's a, a change in the ball or something that maybe they get going. So that's the way to look at it. Whereas speed, you either kind of have it, or you don't. The same thing with saves. And, you know, some of these bad teams are getting you nothing. Like Tannerini of the Nationals. He's been good this year. I think he had eight scoreless innings. Yesterday gets a save opportunity, blows it. Gives up three runs. Um, David Robertson of the Cubs, last second placed on the COVID list today. So, unfortunately, I was able to get him out before lineup locks. So, yeah, and the Reds don't generate save chances. So, it's just, yeah, there's it's so tough. And then you got, like, Jordan Romano getting a ton of saves. Josh Hader getting a ton of saves. So, the well, guys I mean, that's have. and that's that's the big debate that that always happens. Jim Bowden and I were talking about this on the Fantasy Alarm Show today. Um, when you're looking at at closers, right, and you're looking at um, you know who's sitting there, the, it's answering the question right now of you know do you or don't you invest in saves? Because if you look at like I think the top ten. In saves right now for um, for Major League Pitch, I think the only one that you would say does not belong in the top 10 or never would have put this guy in the top 10 is Daniel Bard. Right. And see, I guess so in my home league, and this happened to me last year too, I spent nothing in the auction on saves because I got priced out. I picked up Bard or free agency for a dollar. I drafted David Bednar for seven. I had Bender for one, which was working out. But as we know, Benders always fuck up at some point. Just kidding. That was too easy. Um, <laughs> but I mean, he, like, gave me, ouch, he, gave me six, he gave me six saves. I think that's it. Dylan Flora was activated tonight. Of course, they give um, Cole Sulcer an opportunity on Sunday. And what does he do? A two nothing lead in the ninth gives up a fucking walk off to Jorge Alfaro. See a Sulcer. Um, so, yeah, the Marlins have had major problems at the back end of that bullpen. But, yeah, I mean, last year I got lucky with Melanson and McGee for cheap. But that's not going to happen a lot. Um, I was not I was I was looking to get at least in a 15 team thing. I was looking to get one of the top 10. So in tout, it was Kenley Jansen. I drafted him. Uh, I paid for Kenley Jansen in labor Um, and some of my draft champion TGFBI. I think Corey Knable was one of the guys I got. And, you know, at that point, we didn't know if he was going to close. I was sitting there like Phillies don't add one. uh, Don't add anyone. Don't trade anyone. They did it. So he has a job now. He had that one bad outing against the Mets on Thursday, but bounced back with a save over the weekend. So I was trying to get one um, for sure. And then, you know, 
pieced together the second one in a 15-team league. But, you know, you had to spend this year, like, at least in the draft Champions Leagues in NFPC, like, those closes were going so early. And I think in home leagues, it was not as much, but it was still pricier than usual. Like, you had to, to spend. And I don't know, man, because it's you're going to look at it and be like, all right, yeah, look what happened last year. I got to spend. And we could easily have next year where it's the opposite, where as we've seen in years past, right? Up oh, five of the top 10 closes drafted, don't even have the job or got hurt. So, yeah, right now we're looking at recency buys and go, oh, I should have did it. Look at this. Um, but we'll see how it ends up at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I, I honestly think because I mean, if you look at the guys who everybody was spending up for it was Josh Hader and Liam Hendricks, right? And right now, you know, Hader's got 11 saves. Hendricks has uh, has nine saves, right? Is Hendricks ERA uh, what you want it to be? No, not right now. But, you know, he's plenty of time to to whittle that down. Um, the mid-tier guys or the, the next level of closers who are there um, were Kenley Jansen, Jordan Romano, um, Emmanuel Classe, Araldis Chapman. Um, these guys are all inside the top 10 overall in saves. The only guy who I think was taken early for saves that hasn't delivered, uh, technically speaking right now is, um, no, not even it, fucking Edwin Absolutely. Diaz is tied with six saves. Also, yeah, He's no, Diaz, Diaz has been good. I mean, there haven't been a ton of opportunities, but that no hitter like was probably the nastiest his slider has been since yeah. he's been a mess. Mets, uh, Presley might be the guy. I mean, oh, Presley. Well, he was yeah, on the IL. he got hurt too. Yeah, he was on the IL, has four saves, but his ERA is 506. His velocity is down. His strikeout percentage is 13%. His walk rate is 8.7%. Now, he does have two saves since he returned off the IL, but I have seen his velocity is down and his numbers aren't great. Something to keep an eye on because Rafael Montero has been really good. Uh, I think he's the next man up. Uh, everyone thought it was Hector Neris, but um, not that he's been bad, but they, they started to go to Montero. When Presley was out, so well, yeah, because they they Girardi actually likes Naris in the um in the high leverage roles. You mean Dusty Baker. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, Dusty Baker. Um, likes to uh, likes to use Naris in the uh, in the in that high leverage situation um, of like the uh, the the seventh and the eighth inning. Like here, here he he came out and said that already, and then Jim kind of backed it up also. Um, you know, with uh, with his thoughts there, too. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I don't think Neris is the uh, is the guy. I think you're right there as far as Montero. Although, shit, man, I was in on Montero. Was it last year in Seattle? He really fucked me on that one, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was bad last year or had an opportunity early and got bombed. So right now, I, I, you know, saves are kind of playing out exactly as you uh, as you would have expected them to. Right. I think anybody who. Uh, you know, didn't pay for saves and uh, and and patching it together is right there at like the lower end, middle of the pack, right? If you went with your Knabel, Doval, Bednar, like these all guys, these these guys have like four or five saves to their credit. There, guys, you spent up for, hmm. yeah, except Hader. for Bard. I Hader's, love Bard. Hader's been phenomenal. Um, Romano, a ton of saves. So yeah, even Hendricks. I know his, his peripherals, uh, surface stats might not be great, but ever since he had that back scare, he's been fine, and you know he has the job. So if you have him, you're you're good. I don't know why I wasn't in more on Rice Iglesias. 
again, he was, uh, I mean, depending on your draft, but like all those guys, like at least, okay. I mean, I know maybe I'm talking maybe two more, maybe two more NFPC made event, but even in Tout Wars, like those guys went, uh, well, there was a run and I read it because I was, on, I was picking one and I was sitting there. I was like, damn, do I get a closer now? I think it was the six, seven turn. And I was like, yeah, if I don't, I'm going to be screwed. And it was an insane run where like five, six in a row. And I, you know, you got to time it. I mean, I could have easily said, you know what? I'm going to wait. I'll pass. And then I would have been like, oh, fuck. We've all been there. When you're picking on the ends, you're timing everything, and you're like, yeah, let me do it now. And then you're like, whew, thank goodness I did that because that run started. And then you're like, yeah, you, you play a little chicken. Oh, let me pass a little bit. Oh, fuck. Why'd I do it? I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> Dude, working off it, like, I, I love being on the wheel, right? But sometimes, man, when you're drafting against tougher competition, being on the wheel just blows. Blows, especially when you watch, like, a run pass you by. Yeah, because you know if you're playing with really good competition, you got to be aggressive and you're going to wind up overpaying for something if you want it. And it's kind of how it was this year. Um, in fact, you know, I did a draft Champions League and Josh Hader went seventh overall. It actually. That's right. Yeah, you told me. Yeah, about that. it's it was it doesn't look that crazy now as hard it is like it's not something <laughs> I can do. But like, again, draft champions is a league where you can't make any roster moves. So that's it. So as long as Hater stays healthy and gets you the 40 saves and 80, 90, maybe 100 Ks, you're like, all right, it was worth it. Now, if he gets hurt and is out for the year, we were like, wow, it's stupid. How could you do it? Oh, dude, it's like me with uh, fucking DeGrom in like two places, right? Took him in the second round of two drafts. Still dying from it. Still dying. Fucking DeGrom. That's what I get for investing in one of your stupid Mets. Yeah, I know, because they've Carrasco has been bad and Bassett and all the other guys. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> great investment. Walking in May. You know, I think I have I have every Yankee pitcher. Oh, that's what sucks, man. That's the worst part because I gotta root for these guys to get wins. And it's like every night I have a Yankee on my team. I have Cole in one league, Cortez in several, Severino in several, Montgomery in at least one or two and tie on in like two. So every night a Yankee takes them out and I'm like, oh, I need them to get a win. But I'm like, but, but as soon as they leave the game and it's tied, I'm like, all right, guys, bomb the fucking bullpen. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks though. But Hey, it's an example. Cause anyone who knows me knows my hatred for the Yankees, but it's fantasy. I got to root for my teams to win. So yeah, when those guys are out there, like, so today was a perfect example where Cortez, I'm like, can you guys score a fucking run for this guy? Give me the W he's pitched great. Then once he left the game, it was 0-0. I'm like, all right, go Texas. Yeah, um, I believe, yeah, I was here with you when you uh, when you, when you you actually said that. I think you, we have this on tape. We have a recording of it. Probably. If it makes you feel any better, though, I have plenty of Chris Bassett, um, and I've got some Tyler McGill, and I've got some Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, I have McGill and only one, Bassett and only one. Actually, I have McGill and Bassett on the same team. It's an NFBC online championship. I have no Scherzer, um, Taiwan Walker in a couple, and Carrasco in a couple. But, oh, man, Carrasco was a guy I was loving in draft Champions League. And I don't know why I don't have him enough leagues because he was going, like, round 2021. And I'm like, this is the perfect guy to draft. He's a veteran pitcher that has had success in the majors that you're getting in round 20. Um, and he's in a good ballpark. He's healthy going into the spring. 
So like that's the perfect guy. If it doesn't work out, he's a 20th round pick. So so far it's been great. Obviously he stayed healthy and looked good. But I, I I've been a fan of Carrasco since he was in the minor leagues and in the Philly system. I've always liked him. Um, I like Carlos Carrasco when he was with Cleveland. I was fine with that. Um, sorry, oh, shit, man. I changed it. I switched the basketball for a little bit. Now the Rangers were down four one. They just scored. It's four two. But really, bro, four fucking goals. What are we? Dude, what is I'm, going on, guy? What, I don't know. I'm, I'm already. I'm already lament. I'm lamenting that fucking Brandon Woodruff <sighs> just got chased from the the by the fucking Reds. Yeah, I seen that too. Friedel with a Brandon. A, Brandon Drury's like on fucking fire, bro. Yeah, what the hell is that shit? That's garbage, dude. So, so I miss Brandon Woodruff on the uh, on the over six and a half strikeouts. He finishes with six, right? The and, Pirates and are beating the Dodgers one nothing. They have ten hits. Dodgers have two. Yeah. Over the Dodgers, like minus three hundred. <laughs> <laughs> we did talk about taking Oakland on the uh, on the money line. They were plus one hundred and five. Jim was all in on. Uh, on backing Blackburn tonight. Yeah, I debated putting Blackburn in my Yahoo video today, and I didn't do it because he was like, you know, the prices are different on Yahoo compared to DK and FanDuel, and he was like the fourth highest price pitcher. And I'm like, yeah, it's not bad, but do I really want to pay that? Because remember, for Yahoo, the Dodgers, Pirates, and Brewers, Reds were not on the main slate because they started oh. at 640. So the Yahoo main slate started at seven, so seven games. Oh, now it's 6-3 Cincinnati. Great. Yeah, Red's got to win at some point, right? Get that five. No, they fucking don't. Tommy Pham crosses the play. What was it? A wild pitch? Pass ball. Pass ball. I'm going to pass a ball upside your freaking head. Now I got to, like, sit there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – I've already lost the Woodruff strikeout prop. Now I'm going to lose the, uh, the Brewer run line bet. And then I got to – then. Then my, my whole night just revolves around fucking Carlos Rodon versus Austin Gomber. Man, I streamed Gomber in a league for a two-start week. I just hope he doesn't get bombed. I did too, and I don't think he will get bombed. Yeah. I, took the, I took the under six and a half runs. He's pitched well lately. I mean, I know he ha- doesn't have a good history against the Giants, but I'm hoping that uh, – and I think the home start was Kansas City, right, later in the week? and. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I know it's course field, but it's like, ah, Royals kind of suck. So I'm crossing my fingers, hoping that works out. I did a couple of risky streams this week. Gomber, Wells, which worked out so far as first start. Castellanos from the Diamondbacks. <laughs> I did. Oh, he's Humberto. Yeah. yeah, he's got the Marlins at home today. And then Tonight, I got yeah. the second matchup. So, yeah, and these 15 team leagues, man, with injuries, sometimes uh, you take a little risk. Yeah, it's not fun. I mean, if there's any year, though, but if there's any year, I mean, these pitchers, like these subpar pitchers are pitching well. You know what I mean? That's what we talked about. I brought that up like two weeks ago. I'm like, if runs are down, right, are we a little bit more bullish on streaming starters? Obviously, it, it, it's based on what their matchups are, but you're willing to take a, a, a little bit more of a chance with a, a fucking Umberto Castellanos because A, runs are down and B, he's got, you know, a, a decent set of matchups there. Yeah, so uh, hopefully it works out, but you know, what you just hope that you don't get absolutely destroyed. If he's gonna have a bad game, give me five and a third, four hits, two runs, four Ks. You know, don't don't blow up my ratios, man. That's all I ask. Don't give me, don't be like fucking Stephen Matz over the weekend. 
Oh my God, how bad was that? What the fuck? And he pitched well in the first start earlier in the week. He's like, he either gives you six scoreless or he gives up 75 runs in two and a third. Yeah, that was There's no in between. It was crap. I got, yeah, I had him, I had that in in my fucking points league. He had like negative 27 points. That's right, in the point. Yeah. Oh my God. That is the worst. He like, yeah, God, I, th- I think I scored like again, three bro. points the whole fucking day now. What the fuck? It's five, two now. Oh dude, I'm done with it. This is fucking ridiculous, man. I'm done with it all. I think they were favored to win this game too, right? I the think Rangers, they were favored, they were favored yeah. to win the game. They were favored to win the fucking series. series I know. Yeah. Oh man. This is just now. So here you go. The Rangers are down. The Brewers are down. Fucking uh, the Dodgers are down. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. There are certain nights, bro, where you're just like, all right, can I just uh, can I get the fresh sleep for tomorrow? Because now what I got to do is I got to see what's what's for dinner, because if there's a, if the wife has something good for dinner, then I have to be nice and I won't be able to watch these games. But if I don't like what's on the what's coming up on the table, I am uh, I'm going to pick a fight with her so that she just goes and fucking runs into the other room. And so I could sit and be a, a grouchy son of a bitch and watch the end of all these games and yell and scream. <sighs> I'm trying to I'm trying to get the Dodgers live money line, but it's locked. Um, it shows. I don't. Why is it locked, man? Are they waiting for the inning to finish? Maybe. Oh yeah, now it's open. It's plus one forty live money line. But the Dodgers down one nothing top of the seventh. Bednar's been good though. If he comes in for the night, this is why. Like. This is why sometimes like these heavy favorites, I'm so reluctant because like the Dodgers, you'd figure, oh, Dodgers, Pirates. Oh, yeah. Dodgers are 19 and seven. Pirates stink. Nope. One nothing. Top seven. Pirates. Dude, the Brewers are like a minus 225 favorite on the money line. Yeah, it was what? Woodruff versus Castillo coming off the IL, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted. And you know what happens when I'm disgusted? What? I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. That's it. I'm done. I'm finished for the day. That's it. That's all you get, people. That's all you get. You get a grouchy fucking bender. Adam can make fun all he wants. He can make those those digs against my cousin Tony, the closer for the Marlins. All that Ew. shit. Kick, kick oh, my God. Stuff. It's six to two. Are you fucking kidding me? Dude, why do you keep saying, why do you keep, I mean, I don't even understand why the game is even on in your well, house. Because right it's now. halftime with the Buck Celtics, so I'm watching still, that shit. Still, still. Oh my God, man. This is ridiculous. Yeah, this is embarrassing. It, it, no, honestly, this is really embarrassing right now. Really? After what happened in game three, and this is what you do? <sighs> what are you going to do? Take out Shesterkin again? You're going to have to. How do you, the dude just gave up five fucking goals in the second period. Unbelievable, man. Horrible. Horrible. (laughs) That's it for us. We'll be back tomorrow. Maybe it'll be better. I don't know. At least there's no Rangers game tomorrow. Yeah, at least there's no fucking Rangers game tomorrow. So bad. So bad. Thanks for liking and subscribing, everybody. Catch you next time.